What's up, y'all? It is another episode, and it is Freestyle Friday again. Um, so today's episode is all about education and technology. Uh, two particular particular things that I'm very passionate about. Um, there's like art, mm, one to three. I'ma put maybe ed- art first, and then tech probably, and then I don't know. No particular order. But today's episode is about technology and education. Um, And I have some reflections. I participated in the Red for Ed North Carolina March and rally on Wednesday, um, May the 1st. It was about an estimated 30,000 teachers um, that were invited um, to this event in Raleigh, North Carolina, the capital of North Carolina, um, for those that don't know, in the 919. And it is actually right across the street, the General Assembly kind of mall where they met and rallied in and had their speeches and talks from the governor and a few other notable folks in education um, came out. I went over to that um, for a part of the day and like on my lunch and a little bit after. Met up with some of my teacher friends, shout out to Deanna and them at Alderman Elementary um, in Greensboro. And the teachers were out there protesting and talking about um, the unity and the, and the, the it's personal um, kind of hashtag that they've been using for this. And it was all out for May 1. Um, and all of the teachers basically took a personal day. The school shut down in response to all the teachers calling out, quote unquote. Um, and they had to use their personal time to make, you know, raise awareness and to, and to get out there and get in the streets with the General Assembly and legislators and let them know that teachers want a few different things. Right. So they're they're um, kind of their their five points they called it, which was kind of funny. I thought <laughs> it was interesting to hear somebody talk about like five points after like Black Panthers got like the ten point part, ten point program, ten point plan, whatever. But um, so the teachers were out there. They were in they red. You know what I'm saying? They was doing their thing. They was unified. They was uh, uh kind of standing in solidarity with each other. It was cool because they had like support staff out there, um, people who were just general lovers of education and supporters of public school education. Um, I myself am a public school. Uh, expert, I guess you would say, um, participated in public schools and was instructed and educated by public school teachers. So I understand way too much um, what that looks like. And even working in education with a middle school STEM program in High Point, um, we supported two middle schools um, that taught students, you know, STEM and robotics and just general education. Uh, CTE classes and business classes, all those things, and being a support staff and a support member, um, you really see what's going on in those schools. Um, Shout out to communities and schools even. But the teachers were there, and they had a few different points. And I'll tell you what those points are, just so you know, because people, even some of my organization were asking like, well, what's the point? What's the goal? Blah, 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 right? But the the outcome that the teachers are hoping for is they want to uh, prioritize providing $15 minimum wage for all school personnel, especially uh, non-certified staff, uh, teachers, administrators, and uh, folks who are on the support roles and the support staff, such as teachers assistants, those type of folks, right? And that's why people don't, you know, typically lean towards education because the pay is so bad. Um, in North Carolina, it's it's pretty bad. I think we're like 30th in, in the nation or something for like pay and teachers. Um, Fact check me if you know the if you know the facts, you know the numbers, hit me. Hit us on Instagram, hit us on Facebook. Um, also another priority they had was providing enough school librarians, come on, psychologists, social workers, counselors, nurses, and other health professionals. Right? So I think about 
middle school and there will be 300 students in an elementary or middle school we don't even talk about high school and the number of students that are there but think about middle schools right the school that i um work with closely uh with operation excel and high point um they had about 500 students uh and they only had one school social worker so think about that, right? Think about the caseload for these people. Think about the, the students whose needs are going unmet because there just isn't enough time or, or space and the social workers or counselors don't have the capacity to reach these students. And when you talk about like student suicide and thinking about students who just um, recently, you know, lost their life to suicide due to bullying, right? And, and me even stepping in for parents who couldn't be uh, there for their students every day, like me stepping in as a support a port agent and kind of um, being a, a protector for those students in many ways um, and kind of advocating for them. It was difficult to talk to a social worker about a student being bullied or a student being jumped or a student being uh, mistreated by a teacher or another staff member, right? So people just brush these students off. And you have to think about the importance of needing that support staff and those, those roles are critical. Um, so if schools don't have that, how are students supposed to get what they need, especially, right? So how are we gonna keep putting these resources into other things, um, ignorant things, I think, like, sending money for people to colonize mars like really <laughs> we have students out here that are, are suffering and don't have toilet tissue or don't have paper towels don't even have doors on their bathroom stalls but you know it i don't know <laughs> um another priority was expanding medicaid um students and families especially low-income folks typically uh rely on medicaid i know i was on medicaid as a kid um and that was experience and there are a lot of things that you did or didn't get um, based on Medicaid and you didn't go to the doctor all the time and you didn't go to blah, blah, blah. Um, so expanding Medicaid is a priority. Reinstating state retiree health benefits. Um, that's weird that you would have teachers work all their lives and then take away the health benefits if they retire. Strange, right? And another thing that's so important and a lot of my friends even mentioned is the priority to restore advanced degree compensation that was taken away by the General Assembly in North Carolina in 2013, right? So you think about students who, well, not students, sorry, they are students, but teachers who go and get their master's or go and get an advanced degree and you're not paid more based on that master's degree. Why would you even stay in education, especially public school education where they're not gonna pay you well for one and then to say that you go back and they take away the compensation for you and and the purpose of getting a master's is to be an admin and to be a principal maybe or assistant principal but if you're not compensated for that then what's the point as a teacher right so those are the five priorities it was one day five priorities the students and the teachers were out there uh kids the younger students came out and held signs for their parents it was beautiful um and it, i think it was really important for the governor um governor roy cooper here in north carolina to speak um, and say some things to the teachers. And he's actually proposed a bill that will um, increase the budgeting for public schools and hopefully pay teachers more, um, provide some raises for, for teachers um, and kind of show them a little bit more support monetarily. Because as we know, teachers are paid crap. And outside of being paid crap, they have to spend their own money in under-resourced schools where those resources, books, or supplies, or whatever the things might be, aren't available for them. So... 
I actually have a clip of some of of Roy Roy Cooper's uh, speech that I'll put at the end of this episode as kind of an outro. Um, so that's that. But please support our public school teachers. Please support our public school students. Um, if you are, ha- you know, if you're in community with folks who work at public schools, find time to volunteer. If you can start a mentor program like we have in Greensboro and other places, provide mentorship or provide tutoring um, because we know that's not a resource and things that students have access to regularly. So pour into those groups and pour into those nonprofits and after school programs that are trying to do the work to educate our students and fill in those gaps where our state has. Blah. Our state decides that they don't want to do that. So support Red for Ed, North Carolina. Um, shout out to the teacher. Shout out to my teacher friends. I love y'all. And I hope that y'all continue to do the group, the great works that you're doing. Now, fast forward. Y'all, so this 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 tech piece right here. So Facebook has banned a few people. The Honorable Minister Farrakhan being one of them. Um I don't practice Islam. I'm not Muslim, um, but I understand the impact and the importance of religious leaders. And Farrakhan is a is a relatively uh, strong uh, religious leader, and he's actually the bros now. So root to the bros. <laughs> Shout out to Farrakhan. <laughs> that sounds so crazy to say. Um, anyway, um, so as you know, Farrakhan or Farrakhan was banned from Facebook, um, Instagram as well. A few other far right people is what they say in quotation marks. And I'll read off some of those names, right? So some of those people, problematic, sure. Dangerous, not so much. So the, the ban um, happened a few days ago on Thursday, actually. They announced that it designated some high-profile high people um, who use anti-cinematic language or right-wing conspiracy theorists, blah, 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 blah. And they purge these people from their platforms. So you have Farrakhan, you have... Uh, let's see, Alex Jones, who's a right-wing conspiracy theorist. You have Milo Yiannopoulos, I think that's how you say it, um, who's far-right conservative uh, activist, I guess you would say. Um, so the Facebook ban these people because they're dangerous, right? So if they've ever called for violence against individuals based on race, ethnicity, or national origin. Um, so what they say is a hateful ideology. These people, extremists or whatever the case might be, are banned from Facebook and banned from Instagram. And I think personally that that is a terrible way um, to censor and silence people using their platform and voice as freedom of speech. Now, it sounds weird, right? Because you're like, white supremacists or white extremists, they shouldn't have a platform. Just like black uh, races shouldn't have a platform. One, Farrakhan's different. Farrakhan can't be racist. Two, um, Farrakhan, because he's black, cannot be racist. We know that racism is is a power structure. Um, And also thinking about white supremacy or white extremists, right? Like white nationalists, whatever you want to call it. I don't personally see anything wrong with people having their particular opinion. Yes, I may disagree with their opinion. Yes, their opinion is so wrong in my mind, both morally Uh, ethically, uh, and even just in a common sense perspective, none of it makes sense, really, right? So the thought is, if Facebook is going to censor people, how many people have to be censored before we get to a place where everybody feels comfortable, right? And it's like, if you are a extremist, 
I personally would prefer to know that on social media so I can block you or mute you or follow you just to see what kind of craziness you're wildness you're doing or um, kind of inciting. And it also gives me an advantage because now I know to disengage with you and the people that follow you. If you censor people who have quote unquote extreme beliefs, then you have to do that across the board, right? And that's all white supremacists. How do you figure that out? What about the people that are covert in their white supremacy and in their racism or in their nationalism or in their misogyny or in their like sexual violence? Like, do we silence all these people as well? I don't know. But what I do know is that freedom of speech exists. And yes, you're responsible for what you say. Yes, you're responsible, I think, for the outcomes of the things that you say if you're inciting and encouraging people to do violent and harmful things. Yes, I agree with all of that. That person is responsible for their actions and their words. But I don't think that Facebook as a big data company who also sells people's information and data to companies and makes tons of money from it and targets people with bias and uses bias algorithms to put advertisements in front of particular communities or not put them in front of particular communities. We have some, are we gonna censor the entire Facebook? Do we just take facebook.com off the internet because y'all out here scamming and, and running up a bag and running up a check and getting your money from selling people's private and personal information? Do we just disengage with Facebook altogether? What do you think about that, Mark Zuckerberg? I don't know. You're the one that's been in court for the longest trying to figure out how to get yourself out of this situation. Like, I do not believe that we should censor anyone from being online. It shouldn't be regulated to the point of censorship. I believe that people should be able to say what they want to say. And those that disagree can disengage. Those that I would rather you know the truth about someone than for them to be upset and to create this secret potentially in my head. Right. If people can't express themselves online in a quote unquote more safe way even though it's still extremism that they're spewing um you have to realize like for some people that's their platform and without that platform i am uncertain of the ability to be aware of what these people are creating behind the scenes to know that i'm if i'm safe or not Right. So think about nationalists or violent, violent organizations doing their work behind the scenes like the the Ku Klux Klan, even the invisible. Um, I think they call themselves like the invisible something, some crap. But if they're just going to bury themselves um, outside of the Internet and still do harmful things, I don't think that prevents. I don't think that saves anyone. Right. So if you think about people who are committing crimes and we're finding out that they're connected to nationalist organizations online, do we like ban them? And then when something comes up again and they go out and shoot up a school or shoot up a church that that we just say, oh, we don't have any data to show that they are tied to any particular organizations. I don't like that. (laughs) I don't like it. Um, So what do y'all think? What are y'all thoughts about censorship? What are your thoughts about public education? Do you support the teachers? 
how can you support teachers? Let me know. Um, if you have teacher friends that need support or you have groups that need support, um, or you're an educator yourself, let me know. I'm interested in connecting with you. Um, but yeah, definitely shoot some feedback, y'all. Facebook, Instagram, all things eat, as you always know. Hit me on Twitter, call me Kane. You can hashtag all things eat. Um, rate and review the podcast, please. I want to go ahead and bump us up the charts so we can get more views, get more listeners and get this information out to more people, especially getting these stories and these interview episodes out to people because there's some amazing people that's been on the show. And I would love for those folks to be centered and their work to be centered so we can all get behind them. And maybe maybe they can meet some strangers that turn into friends. You never know. Um, all this is about community and it's about the people. So as I promised, I'm going to let this go out with Governor Roy Cooper from North Carolina kind of giving his uh, spiel and his speech to the teachers, empowering the teachers, and hopefully his budget gets passed and the teachers can get what they've worked so hard to get. Um, Peace, y'all. Y'all enjoy. I'll see you soon. As educators, you do so much more than just teach math and reading and science. You boost your students' self-esteem. You comfort them in time of trouble. You instill in them a sense of purpose and direction. And you are often the first line of defense for crises big and small. Educators are key to strong, safe communities. And you deserve the support in the many roles that you play. That means significantly better pay for all teachers and principals, including our veteran teachers and support staff. It means more skilled nurses and counselors. It means modern, safe classrooms. And it means respecting your work and treating you like the professionals that you are. We know teachers care more about outcomes than incomes. That's why we say it so much. And that's why you're here today also to push for Medicaid expansion. To make sure that families, often working families, have health care coverage that they need, including badly needed access to mental health services. More mental health coverage will help keep us healthier and safer. Every day, I want you to know this, every day I will fight for teachers and public education in our state. And when I go back after this event to the campus of UNC Charlotte this afternoon and stand in vigil with their students and faculty tonight, I will tell them that our teachers are with them. That we support them. And that they are in your prayers. Thank you for all you do. God bless our educators and God bless the great state of North Carolina.